Welcome to the Insurancepreneur Podcast, brought to you by Secure Agent Marketing with your host, Brandon McCarter. Enjoy. Mr. Greg Gerbicki and the Medicare Rockstar himself, thank you so much for joining us in Spring Vegas in the studio. Spring, oh, Spring Vegas, yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's pretty Dude, solid. <laughs> you set the record for actually the amount of hours spent consecutively in our in our uh, office recording content. Dude, you've had like three mm. like eight hour days of content. Dude, that's what the rock star does, though. That's they true. don't stop. That's true. They don't stop. You know, it's it's. You know, I, we talked we've talked about this already. I mean, my passion is sales because I think everything in life is an, is a sale. Sure. And so my passion is really. Right now, just having you know twenty plus years of, of selling. So I mean, not just in the insurance business, but in other in other industries as well. It's just you start learning that as time goes on, that everything that you have is a sale. Sure. And so you know those that have a lot are those that can sell better than those that can't. And that's really what life kind of comes down to: is who can sell better. It's not who has more money, who has more this, more that. It's who can sell better? And that's kind of, that's, that's been my passion is once I started figuring that out is I, I struggled in sales. I struggled very adversarial, very, you know, very confrontational. And I realized that that just is not the way to be a really good sales person. And once I changed that mentality, that mindset of it being more of a relationship, that's when just and even over change. the phone too. So you're talking about building that relationship over the phone. Correct. Cool. Let That's, me give you an intro for those that haven't heard of who you are. Okay. So let's start wait, at the wait, beginning. There, there's somebody that doesn't know who I am. That's true. Okay. There's a few out there. Uh, so you you bootstrapped this company from the scratch. I heard you say earlier you took $1,500 of cash and turned it into what is healthcare solutions. Correct. I mean, so it's like basically what I think to be the case is is you might be one of the few individuals that's built a Medicare call center with not a lot of seed capital in the beginning, which is Correct. means that you gotta be a salesman because there ain't no other way to do it than just to sell a ton of revenue, right? Correct. So now you run a very successful Medicare call center. You've been doing this for how many years? I think we're going on eight, eight years now. Yeah. So, and that's just in the insurance industry, how long you've been in the insurance industry? So I've been in the insurance industry since 2008. So what, 12, 13 years now? Okay. So going on 14, yeah. with not a lot of seed capital, building a multi-million dollar engine, um, in the Medicare space. And in my opinion, one of the most talented salespeople that I have talked to, and that's why you've been creating this Medicare Rockstars brand, which we're going to get to later. Yep. The first question I have for you is, are you the best Medicare salesperson that has ever lived? Absolutely. Without a doubt. You know, and I think that any, any great salesperson is going to think that they're the greatest. If they don't, then sure. You know, then, then you're not, you're not trying to get better. And that's, you know, you know, are there great, great salespeople? Of course there are, you know, but when you have to, you know, it's, it's really comes down to that mindset, the mindset of, you know, I can jump on any phone call. I can close any phone call. So are there people out there just like me? Of course there are, you know, but you have to have the mindset that you're the best or you want to be the best. So let me, let me take that back. So you said, am I the best? I want to be the best. Sure. Well, okay, I, I want to be the best. You don't think you are though? I think I am absolutely okay. right. because I, I think that I can outsell anybody out there when it comes to selling on the phone. But it's not—it's not a talent that was gifted to me. It's a talent that I earned, and there's a very, very big difference on that on that side. Is 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 really investing in the psychology behind selling. And that's what a lot of people don't do is they view everything as a transaction, and that's where I'm a little different. Is I view everything as a relationship, not a transaction. 
And if you can break that down and actually make it a relationship, then that's what makes you the best. Sure. That's well, what makes you the greatest. Jordan has seven rings. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what are some? Uh, six. six. Oh, six. I thought it was seven. You're right. Jordan has six rings. What are your six rings, man? You got to have something. I mean, it's one thing to say yeah. you're the best, but yeah. how can you back it up? So every industry that I've been in, I've always been the, if not the top salesperson, one of the top salesperson in every industry. So, you know, I, I came out of college and uh, worked for a, um, an online education company that was brand new. It was a startup. There was, uh, there was three of us, four of us that started this company up. Uh, and uh, uh, from that point, it was, it was, you know, when I, when I walked into that office, I was, you know, young. I was, didn't know much. You know, the top salesperson in that company kind of like built it. Sure. And so I'm coming in as the, uh, as the young guy from outside. And, uh, and uh, after the first month there, I was the number one, I was the number one person. And literally him and I, so let's just say that him and I together literally built up this company to right now they're, you know, they're worth $90 million. Sheesh. So, I mean, it started from me and him. Um, and then just kind of started, started expanding from there. And, uh, you know, from there, I went into the mortgage industry, very, very successful in the mortgage industry, went into individual insurance, now Medicare. So in every industry that I've, that I've been in, I've succeeded. So whether it be Medicare or whatever industry that, that I decide that I want to put my focus or my attention on, uh, I'll be successful. And it's not, it's not because of me per se, it's because of the time that I put into getting to know how to sell. And that's, that's my passion is I think so many, so many people are relying on leads or they're relying on, on, on other people or things to make them successful and they're not investing themselves. They're not taking the time to learn, you know, how to be successful. They want success to come on them without having to earn it. And that's, you know, that, that's, it, it doesn't work that way. I've learned the hard way. It doesn't sure. work that way. Well, you, so can you point to any stats that are just like chest beating type stats? Policies closed or? Yeah. So, so in, in, in the Medicare side of it, um, you know, I've done over a hundred policies in a month with Medicare supplement plans. You know, when we first started our company, um, you know, almost eight years ago, I was just calling, basically, we talked about a little bit earlier, a, a phone list and closing over 70 apps a month, just out of a, essentially a phone book. Yep. You know, my, I don't know if this is a good claim to fame, but, uh, you know, for, for about four months straight. I called every single person turning 65 in the state of Iowa six months out for four months straight, just on data and in closing 70 plus applications. So I know what it's like to grind. I know exactly what it is, you know, what it is to, to really push hard. And through those, you know, through those things is this, and I, I, I preach it all the time and it's, it's on the Medicare rock stars. And that's kind of where I'm trying to help other agents be really, really successful. I really want to share this knowledge. That's really what it is, is trying to get everything of 20 plus years of selling of what I did right, what I did wrong, and trying to help somebody not make those mistakes. And how you don't make those mistakes is this, is you have to be very, very good at overcoming resistance. If you can become over, if you can overcome any type of resistance that's thrown your way, that's when you become the greatest. And that's how Michael Jordan's the greatest is because he was able to overcome any resistance that came his way. So you look back to his high school days. You know, didn't make the didn't make the team. He overcame that. Went to North Carolina, overcame that. The draft, drafted number 3, overcame that. Had the uh, Pistons that were in his way, 
that beat him down for several years overcame that. So the greats overcome any resistance that's put in their way. So you, you can say right now that there's nothing that would have deterred Michael Jordan from being who he was. The only way was if somebody broke his legs. Sure. I agree. And that's, you know, that's, that's the mindset of an absolute winner is, is overcoming that resistance. So I applied those same techniques to sales. So when, you know, I, I finally got sick and tired of somebody telling me no. And I had to figure out how to get around that no. And the adversarial approach never works. Sometimes it does, but it doesn't really work. The relationship approach is actually what, what works. Over the phone, though, because that's hard. That it, it, that's hard. It, it's very hard. You know, I think, I think um, whether you're selling over the phone and in person, you know, uh, I, I think I view them both the same way. So it's, sure. you, know, I, um, you just don't have as much grace over the phone. You have a much shorter period of time to make that personal connection. Correct, over the phone. Because you're not sitting there yep. and you're not, you're not going to kick you out of their kitchen. You might have a little more, more time before you get, get kicked out of the house versus click hang up the phone. Well, it's, it's a lot harder for somebody to tell you no when they're looking at your eyeballs. You yep. know, it's, it's, you know, it's, you know, because there's that, why, so let me ask you this, why is it so hard to say no to somebody when you're face to face? I think because we're phone? taught as a young age to be kind, mostly. Correct. And we're going to give, you know, we're going to, if I let you in my house, that confrontation, I don't think people are very comfortable with like, it's time for you to leave now. Correct. You know, that kind of stuff. Maybe, I don't know. So you, you just... You just uncover the biggest thing that salespeople don't understand, and you didn't probably realize you just did it. Which right? is what? 85% of selling is emotional. Sure. 15% is logical. So why, when I'm face-to-face with you, why is it harder for me to say no? Because there's emotions involved. Sure. You're looking at my face. You're looking at my eyes. You're looking at my facial expressions. You know, you're, you're, you're starting, we're starting to talk. And you're like, you know, this guy probably has a family. Oh, he's got kids. You know, I, he's kind of a nice guy. So, you know, I... He's probably not the best insurance person or the best salesperson out there, but you know what? But I, I like kinda, him. I like him, and I, I kind of, you know, I, you know, I, I like his situation. So you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give him the business. Or I'm going to give her the business. Sure, sure. Over the phone, there's not that. Over the phone, it can be so cold. Oh, dude, you can exit with just click, click. So, um, so yes, yeah, so so in that that aspect of it. You have to really get emotional. That's what I'm trying to. I'm trying to let everybody know, from from my employees to 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 anybody that can listen. You have to go straight to the emotions. You have to become very very emotional with somebody in order to get that relationship. You don't have to go crazy. Just you just have to you just have to care, and that's what it is. I think so many people are just very transactional, and it's not their fault. We live in a transactional world. Sure. You know. Well, I mean? you know what is. Um so one of the things I want to kind of talk about is you've developed this personal brand, Medicare Rockstars. I just want to, you know, because when we met, what was that? Uh, this summer, right? It was in Vegas. And you're like, I think I have an idea. I really want to kind of run with this Medicare Rockstars thing. And here we are four months later, YouTube channel, website, like Facebook group with over 500 people. To me, it's like kind of exploding. You've got some of your YouTube videos with hundreds. Isn't there videos with thousands of views at this point? So I think some of the reels that I found, I didn't, I didn't realize until I was here. Like some of the reels that I have are yeah. thousands of views. On okay, so we're like the pace at which you are gaining traction based on when you entered the market with your personal brand is like way faster than I expected. Okay, why do you think your message is resonating? Well, first off, let's hear about why you what Winnetka Rockstars is to you and, and yep. who it is to others. And then I'll ask the second question, but you can go ahead and answer it if you want. Two-part question. 
What is Medicare Rockstars about and why is it resonating with with people so quickly? Correct. Because the brand's not about me. It's about them. It's not Medicare Rockstar. It's Medicare Rockstars. Okay. You know, I didn't create the brand to be about me. I created it to be about them. And that's and that, that falls right in line with what you know what, what I'm trying to, to teach right now is that when you're talking to somebody over the phone, it's not about you. It's about them. It's about the other person on the phone. When somebody's nasty to you at the beginning or they're, they're, there's resistance at the phone, you don't understand if maybe they just got back from lunch, they almost got ran off the road, they almost crashed their car, they're so pissed off about that, and then you're the fourth person that just called them that they just picked, they decided to pick up the phone. And we take it personally. Why? Because we make it about us. We don't make it about them. We don't make it about getting to know who they are. We, we, we just view it as a transaction. And if, if more salespeople will view it as a relationship and realize that that person has the same feelings as you and I do, it's a game changer. It's a game changer. And that's, that's why the brand was built. The brand was built to start giving that knowledge base that I've, that, that, that I've used sweat and tears to understand, to figure sure. out that is not written in any book. You know, I've got a book coming out here in the next 30 days, so we'll be out. I'll be back again here shortly. But, you know, the, the name of the book is Sell the Problem, Not the Solution. Sell the Problem, Not the Solution. It's because everybody's trying to sell the solution. They're trying to sell the transaction, but they're not looking at the problem. They're not figuring out the problem. So that's one of the things that I've gotten really good at is trying to uncover the problem and forgetting about the solution because the solution will will, will, will make itself available if you really focus on the problem. Because if you're really focused on the problem, then guess what somebody's going to want? The solution. They're going to want the solution. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, we lead with the solution and wonder why that's the problem. I like that. That's, that's actually pretty good. Uh, we got it on recording. You, 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 quote, you can quote that one. <laughs> that's awesome. So, we'll put it on a T-shirt. Actually, that's a good, that's, that's a good, <laughs> good idea. Yeah. So, no, but seriously, I'm shocked that your message is resonating and picking up so quickly. I'm shocked, honestly. Um, not that I doubted you. I just hadn't seen it happen that quick. And that tells me that there's this massive hunger for the content. So what are some of the, the main pieces? You've talked about relationship selling. You've talked about uncovering the selling the problem, not the solution. What are some of the main pieces? Because you got your YouTube channel. Or what is that just Medicare Rockstars on YouTube? Right. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then what's your IG handle? Medicare Rockstars? Correct. Yep. And then so, Facebook group is? Medicare Rockstars. Easy to find in the world. Yeah. Gregor Bickian. So if you want to find me, Medicare Rockstars, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not pretty hard. Easy. Yeah. It's, so, it's, it's plural. What are your tenants? What are your core tenants of the purpose of your content? Because you have spent now mm -hmm. 30 hours in my studio recording. How many videos have we done, Keith? More than that, dude. We had 60 before you showed up this Oh, yeah. Weekend. I mean, we've... we've yeah, yeah, so let's call it... I'd say close to 200. You think? We got 200... We got, we've got no more. No way. We've got 200 more. videos done? We did 60 of just educational stuff. No, we did. We've done more than that. We've done... So you're yeah. talking... You're telling me that you've pumped out 200 videos. So if you could put all those 200 videos into a couple different groups, what would those groups look like? You know, th those groups are... are I, I think you've got an educational group. That's, that's educating someone exactly what to do. And, you know, then you've got, you know, you've got the core of, of what selling is all about. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's one of the things I don't, I think so many companies are spending so much money on everything but sales and selling. And I'm saying that because we did that. So I'm, I'm wanting to change that, right? I'm wanting to change the fact that people have somewhere that they can go and see things 
that resonate that are real that are not just coming out of a book so i mean the book that's coming out there wrote is 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 everything from 20 years of me selling and my mindset of how i looked at things and i looked at things a little bit differently than most people and that you know that's that's kind of i think why the brand is starting to succeed is because i think people are starting to realize that it's not about me it's really about them it's really about making sure that they understand how to sell properly because when you can sell properly and you can sell really good you can have anything you want to to me selling is the easiest thing on the planet and somebody's probably watching this going you're crazy selling is super hard it's really really hard when you don't know what you're doing but most people don't know what to do and that's kind of what i'm trying to do right now is i'm trying to you know i'm trying to impact somebody's life to be a better salesperson so that they can close any lead that comes their way and that was always my goal is that any great salesperson can turn any lead into a great lead and that's and that you know that's that's kind of the, the what I'm trying to sure you know give some topics and give some some directions some roadmaps on exactly what to do it reminds me of um you remind me of somebody that the reason I've enjoyed working with you so much is because I feel like you've had all this um what's the opposite of kinetic energy potential energy mm-hmm. you've had all this potential like this it's almost like Medicare rockstars has been inside you for a decade now well it, it's and now all of a sudden you kind of have this outlet and you're just like you are just not only are you recording for seven hours you're not even like coming out of that seven hour session drained which means you're not stretching that hard i'm, I'm, which, faking, I'm faking it pretty good aren't i <laughs> bro what i'm saying is so, look i do content yeah. i have never in my life shot seven hours of content my point is is a compliment thank you is is it just was inside of you and it's just like all of a sudden now you kind of know what is north and how to sort of connect the pieces which i've been honored to be a part of that and it's just like but it's more than just you know the title is medicare rock stars but it's really it's all about selling that's really what it is and when i look back on it is you know i medicare is not a sexy thing health insurance is not a sexy thing insurance is not a sexy thing it's just not sure you know, none of us grew up thinking we're going to be insurance people. We're going to be in the insurance industry. I mean, it's, you know, when I first looked into insurance, you know, as as a career, I was like, that's not what I want to do. I don't want to be that insurance guy. That's like your fallback plan. That was like, you know, that was the, you know, the top hat. I need to get a real job and yeah. I got to go. Yeah, I'll go get it. I'll be in insurance sales. Going to go bite the bullet. Yep. You know what I mean? That's the perception. That's wrong, but that's the perception sometimes. That's, yeah. And I, I think it's changing right it now. Is. I think, I think it, it is. I think it's changing because... Um, it just, it, it, you can make it a sexy industry. You can make it exciting if you're doing the right things for people. Sure. And that's, you know, you know I'm, sure. I'm, I'm trying to help people understand how to be better at sales because if they're better at sales, they're going to help more people out and they're going to make a difference. And that's, that's really, you know, that's, that's well, really the key. Well, what I think ex- separates the top. So obviously 8% nation is our jam mm-hmm. and our brand and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, what separates the 8% from the 92 is those that understand that if you really want to be at the top, not just 8%, but the top 0.8%, if you would have put the top 0.8% of who's at 8% nation, you have assembled assassin type salespeople nine out of 10 times. There ain't no, like if the insurance business to be highly successful, in my opinion, let me rephrase that, not successful, mm-hmm. monetarily rewarded for the skill set that you bring to the industry, mm-hmm. it's sales. Correct. 100%. Correct. Okay. That is 
because everybody freaking needs insurance. Everybody. There's insurance on not only everybody, everything. <laughs> okay. So there's so much opportunity. So the reason I, and I might beat this to a dead, beat, beat a dead horse at this point, but the reason I love insurance is because insurance isn't sexy at all in, in its, in its simplest form. But what is gets me excited and out of bed in the morning is the idea that all insurance really is is entrepreneurship and then insurance is just sort of the product for entrepreneurial creativity to sort of come to fruition and our business acumen and our business sense and our ability to lead, our ability to sell, our ability to um, put things together and solve complex problems um, because there's 10 different ways, 20, 100,000 different ways to be successful in the insurance space. So it's an entrepreneur's dream. Right, and that's why I love it so much. Is because I end up getting to hang out with you, and others like you, that were entrepreneurs. So you may not want to be into insurance specifically, but you knew you always had a business inside of you. You know, you're always capable of that, and that sort of path to your entrepreneurship journey was insurance. So, like so many others that are listening to this, does that make sense? Yeah. Well, it makes a lot of sense because you kind of like tied into, you know, before I started my company, before I started the company. You know, I work for somebody else, but I treated those individuals that I was selling to as my customer. Sure. That was my business. Sure. I was like the mother hen that took care of those individuals. They could call me anytime they want to. They, I, I, they were mine, you know. Now, they were the companies, and I understood that, but I made them, in my mind, my people. And I think if more salespeople would do that, they're in call centers because I have a call center is that if you treat those individuals like they're your people, they're your people that starts that relationship that starts that, 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 that hunger to try to help other people out. You're not looking at somebody as like, they're just a number. They're actually, it's a relationship that you're developing. And I, I just, um, I had a lady that I'd helped out 11 years ago. Um, probably one of my first, you know, years meds up, clients and uh, about two years ago she reached out to me um by email and i had to quickly look in our book of business to go is this is this somebody that that's that's on our book of business and i'm like no it's from another company that i sold but she had found me and about two months ago i get this so so let me back last two years she's been emailing about the drug plan every year and I, you know I, I go back and forth or I send her to our drug department but I have a conversation with her and then I send her to our you know to our our Part D specialist to help out but uh, about two months ago my you know my receptionist comes in with this big package I'm like what is this I open up it's a painting that this 84 year old has done of the Tennessee mountains and it's absolutely gorgeous and I have it in my office to remind me that relationships matter. Yeah. Relationships matter. And so I don't really remember her. But guess what? She remembers me. Sure. And that's the power of relationship. That's the power of not being adversarial. That's the power of not being transactional is always looking for the relationship. And if you look for the relationship, then you're going to get the sale. Stop, stop worrying about the sale. Worry about the relationship, because once the relationship is established, you can sell. You can sell to anybody. When I yeah. used to be on the phones, did you know I used to be on the phones? Did I ever tell you that? I used to sell for MCI. Yep. So I loved the phones. I was in the top bay. I was always the top one or two or three of um, the of that top bay. Believe it or not, the other two are in insurance right now. <laughs> looking back, you know, um, 
And I always found that my posture mattered a lot on my sales calls. And if I was sitting up in my seat and I was kind of doing one of these and I was aggressive, I was able to start that call very quickly. Um, but th- this is like old sort of technique. I would love for you, if you could, to just, is there anything practical? We've been talking about a lot of concepts, a lot of like um, theory that is valuable, um, absolutely, to just resonate. But is there something, is there a couple things that someone that's selling Medicare over the phone right now can implement as a small little tweak that will change their game and increase their closing percentage by one to 5%? So there's a there's a couple of things that they can do. Um, the very first thing is start reading books. Start gaining knowledge. What type of books? So any any type of sales book or any type of business book it, it are great books to start expanding the mindset, start start opening up your mind to possibilities. You know, sales books are great. The problem with a lot of sales books, unfortunately, they're written by people that really didn't sell or really couldn't sell. Sure. So I'm hoping my book will be a big difference maker on that because it's coming from somebody that lived it, did it, and knows the ins and out of it. Sure. So there's there, there's golden nuggets all throughout my book that just going to, if somebody applied a couple of the concepts of it are just going to be blown away. For example, um, you know, my big thing is resistance. You know, I got sick and tired of hearing no, and I had to try to figure out a way to get around it. So I, I, I always talk about the four A's now. Sure. Which is you always have to agree with the individual. Okay. You have to address them by their first name, acknowledge the facts of what they just said, and then ask questions, go into your discovery process. Is that, what is that? The four A's are for what? Every for, call? Over, overcoming any objection. That okay, so you right. get an objection, Correct. you go through the four A's. The four A's. So, you know, I, I a lot of these videos that I have out right now are, are, are giving people exactly what to say on every single objection. But I also have to create a roadmap so that you make it your own. So if somebody has some type of objection that they come up with, you know, they have an objection or resistance that they can't get over. So what they need to do is write that down on a piece of paper and then sit back and figure out how to get past that resistance using the four A's. Okay, so this resistance came about. I couldn't overcome this resistance. So when I'm off of that phone call, I'm going to sit down with my own pen and I'm going to figure out, okay, how do I agree with this person? How do I agree with them? So, you know, things that I, you know, that I, that I say is, hey, I hear you, you know, that's okay. You know, so you start using some of those things in your agreement with the person. Um, that's a great question. And then you address them by their first name. Then you state the facts of what, what, what they're saying. And then you just go right into your question. So you can take any type of objection, any type of resistance and apply those four things and not be spoon fed it. You can actually make it your own. So that's personal to you because in selling, a lot of it's personal. A lot of it, at the end of you have to come up with yourself. I'm trying to provide a roadmap so that somebody can actually, okay, I like what Greg said. I like his response to this rebuttal, this stall. It's beautiful. I love it. But you know what? It's not my own. So let me kind of create my own. And I've given that roadmap of how to do that, of how to do that. And so, um, you know, one of the things that uh, you know, I, I believe there's no coincidence in life. And that's, you know, you, you have to, you know, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you're listening to this, there's not a coincidence why you're listening to this right now. You could be looking at thousands of other videos, but somehow you're on this video with Cody and I. Landon. And Landon. <laughs> you know what? Cody did that the last time when I caught a podcast for him. So I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of getting both you guys back at the same time right now. So, um, but, but that's the, you know, that's the, you know, that's, you, you, you screw me up. You screw me all up now. 
You're looking at me going, I can't believe you just did that. That's fine, dude. I'm just kidding. Um, We've spent but, like literally like hours and hours and hours, and we had like a two-hour dinner last night. I know you know my name. Yeah, and, then, and then we had dinner today, and I've been like shooting all day long. So <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I had my one lounge act moment right now. So hey, so well, check, Tim, check. Tim Grover did that, right? Remember? <laughs> yeah, he called uh, he called Cody uh, Corey. Corey. Yeah. So I mean, he, and then and then owned it up at the end, and yeah. and I think that actually was. So, was so I'm, cool. I'm, I'm going to apologize to you right now. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, so deeply I'm, offended. I'm going to I'm going to use a uh, a Tim Grover and say I'm so sorry because that, that 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 does. I suck, forgive so. you, Greg. Okay, now now we're friends again. <laughs> Um, you'll have me back. I, I hope you'll be back. I, I hope so. Um, so, okay. The four A's on overcoming objections. Yep. And then you said, um, what was the first thing you said that led into the four A's? The tip. There was two tips in one is what you just. So re- reading books. Yeah. Okay. So, so reading so, books. Yep. So we, we talked about this yesterday. I, I, I tell people this and they're they're And I, I think I even told you this too. And a lot of people are surprised. I read one book every single week. And there's probably those that are watching this going, that's crazy. Like how, how do you do it? Sure. It's not rocket science. And I'm going to show you right now exactly what to do. Now, the question is, are you going to do it? That's the million-dollar question. Are you going to do it? So an average book's about 240 pages. Okay. Okay, give or take. So you have to take whatever book you're, you're reading, but the average is about 240 40 pages. So if you divide that by seven days, that's 35 pages a day. You have to get through 35 pages a day. And that's, so I'm going back, I'm, I'm circling back to the sales thing right now. You Details matter. So you have to really look closely at the pages and things like that, the, the time that's involved. So 35 pages, okay? I figured out that it takes me about a minute 30 to read one page. So if it's 35 pages, a minute 30, it means that it's about 45 minutes. So I have to carve aside 45 minutes of my day to read 35 pages. Now, I'm also going to tell the listeners as well is that at about 20 pages, your mind starts wandering and you start losing focus. So I'm giving you a tip right now. So as you start reading this, you're like, I love what Greg said. I'm going to try this out. Don't try it. Do it. Um, that's what a rock star does. They do it. They don't try it. But when you get to about 20, your mind's going to start kind of going on you. So you have to literally push yourself to go, okay, I've got to get to 15 pages. Stop I know things are kind of creeping in my eye. I can't stop those thoughts. All I can do is just turn around and realize it and start focusing, focusing on that. So um, that, 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 that I think is a huge thing is start reading, start learning about sales, start learning about motivation, start learning about things that are outside of your world. I mean, I don't just leave, I don't just read, um, you know, motivational stuff. You know, I, I read, I read, read things that, you know, that pertain with my relationship with God. You know, I mean, there's, Lots of different things that I'm, I'm reading on a daily basis. I just told you yesterday about a great book called Two Chairs, which kind of is, is, is a great relationship book to have with the creator. And that was a book that kind of really changed my life. So business, you know, those types of things that, that really open up your mindset and it helps with the relationship side of it as I well. I agree. So, it also gives you some things to talk about. I've found myself, so we have, we have to wrap this up, by the way, because you got to hit the airport. So I'll just make one last point. Um, I find myself, the more I read and consume types of this type of content, whether it's mindset or uh, business or sales or entrepreneurship or whatever, I find myself, it may not have one aha moment. Like you had an aha moment with the book Two Chairs that really changed Mm -hmm. almost your daily routine. I find that I have those every once in a while, but those are rare. What I do find also though, is if I start to like, I start to get more self-aware and I start to like make casual um, sort of 
pivots in my life. And I can tell you, I'm always better for consuming content and then just taking a minute to then digest. And then like, I don't have these big moments, but slowly I'm telling you, if it wasn't for reading and consuming content, um, I would not be as self-aware and not be where I am at today because that I've shifted little things so often that those little things, you know, combined can change almost the trajectory of sort of my day or my work ethic or my mm-hmm. entrepreneurial spirit or whatever that ends up being. So yeah. I totally agree. I'll, I'll give I'll give, I'll, if somebody stayed on long enough to, to watch this right now, I'm going to give one last golden nugget for those that stayed on to watch this. So there was one defining moment that changed my entire sales career. And so here's that moment. I, I call it get off the roof moment. Okay. So when I was selling to architects, engineers, and contractors. So we had to literally call engineers, contractors, architects. And this was something new back in early 2000 is that we, we do C units for insurance. Architects, engineers have to keep their licenses up just like we do. So every two years, so there's nothing new insurance people, every two years you have to re-up your, your, um, uh, your, your license. You have to do your continue, continue education credits. So prior to what we know today, people had to go to a conference. They had to go to a stuffy hotel room for two, three days in order to satisfy their 24 hours, 36 hours worth of you know, of, of units in order to keep their license. We have it so easy now. We go online and we, we can get it done pretty quickly. But yep. but those days you had to literally go away. So if you look at it from that standpoint, you have somebody that's working so hard and then they're away from their family. And then now they've got to go sit in a hotel room for three days to try to earn enough credits in order to get their license. We take that for granted today. Well, the company that I started working with, they started moving it to the, moving it to online. And so that was a new concept. So I was calling architects and engineers that were so used to this way of doing it and had to show them a new way to do it that would that would benefit them. So the one phone call that changed my life was this. I called a contractor, and we had talked yesterday about flying, um, and uh, I'm, I'm afraid of heights. So I'm talking to this contractor. Everything's going great. I know I find out about his family. He's got, you know, he's got a couple of kids. He's a, he's a, he's a Florida contractor. And it comes down to the payment option. And, you know, we accepted credit cards in order to get the, the, the units. He all of a sudden goes, you're going to have to call me back later. I'm standing on a roof. Mm-hmm. I'm blown away. I'm like, whoa, t- time, let, hold on, time out. Like, I've had this entire conversation, and you've been standing on the roof of a house. Like, I mean, I couldn't even, like, comprehend it. I'm sitting there going, I should have picked that up, but how would I pick it up? Because he was talking so naturally, like he was sitting in an office, but this guy's up on a roof and I'm sitting there going, wait a minute, I'm scared of heights. So first of all, A, if somebody called me, the only way I would answer on a roof is if I absolutely knew who that person was. Sure. It was somebody that, that, that I had a relationship with. I'm not answering the phone for a number that I don't know. And I'm not staying on the phone this long with somebody in a situation like this. Sure. So he tells me, you know, you're gonna have to call me back on a roof. And my mind just quickly went, no, no. You took my phone call, and now you take my phone call, you're standing on a roof, and you talk to me for this long, it's time to get off the roof. You got to get off. And so I said, I said, no, here's what you need to do. You need to get to, because he told me, he told me his credit card, I, 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 he told me his credit card was in his car. 
So you're gonna have to call me back later. My, my credit card's in my car. So he'd already kind of told me that. So I said, no. I said, you're gonna have to do this for me. You're gonna have to go to the edge of the roof. You have to get to that ladder. You're gonna have to go down the ladder. I mean, I literally did step by step. But now I look back, it was kind of funny. You have to go to the edge of the roof, get on the ladder, get down, go to your car, and let's get the credit card and let's get it done. Total silence. The entire office, because I almost like, I'm almost, I can visualize it right now talking. The entire office, like almost like people are popping their heads up out of of the cubicles. Like, did Greg just tell that contractor to get off the roof? And I'm sitting there also going, I did just tell this guy to get off the roof, you know? And he comes back and goes, did you just tell me to get off the roof? So like, he comes back at me and goes, did you just tell me to get off the roof? And I'm like, yes, I did. I said, this is that important right now. I said, you have a family that relies on you. You have a family that, that looks up to you. You don't need to be spending that in a stuffy conference room. You need to get this done online so you can spend more time with your family. And then I just shut my mouth. And the next words I heard were, which sounded like forever, hold on one second. Got off the roof, gave me his credit card, and we closed the deal. So I say that story because once I hang up, hung up that phone, he may never have done it. Sure, he went kept doing exactly what he was used to was going to a going to a conference, going to you know going and doing the C units. What and I, I I look at it from this standpoint is this: Did I just save somebody's life? Maybe. Did I just save somebody's marriage? Maybe. Maybe this guy was working so hard that this was the last straw for his spouse was going to a conference for three days and it was just the last thing. So did I make that impact in his life? The answer is I have to feel that I did that. And that's, you know, from that moment forward is that anybody that I got on the phone with me, that story is very relevant. Sure. Get off the roof. No, there's no tomorrow. You're on the phone with me right now. I have to do everything I can to help you out. And that relates to the insurance. You have that person on the phone with you right now. There's no guarantee they'll ever answer the phone for you. Within 70, within 24 hours, they've forgotten 70% of what you've talked about. Within 24 hours, they've forgotten 70% of what you've talked about. Get off the roof. Get off the roof. You've got to get it done right now. You have to figure out how to get around the resistance. And once you do that, that's when you become an absolute sales rock star. And that's what I'm trying to help everybody out. So this Medicare Rockstars YouTube channel is not really Medicare rock stars. It's sales rock stars. It, any, any industry sure. can be impacted from, I'm seeing people outside of the Medicare industry that are consuming this content. They're like, this is, this is applicable. Yeah. This is applicable. I, I yeah. you know, I, I have an old neighbor of mine that ran into my wife at the grocery store a couple weeks ago and, and said, Hey, tell Gray to keep putting that content. I love it. He's not in insurance. He has nothing to do with insurance, but he's loving it because he's in sales and these sales topics are really, really interesting because it's helping him out in his industry. So anybody can benefit from sure. from you know, from what we're talking about right now. You don't have to be in Medicare. You can be in any form of insurance, any type of industry, but these sales concepts apply because I didn't learn these concepts from selling insurance. I learned them from selling. I'm going to take a nugget, and I'm going to pass that to my sales team. I also don't want you to miss your plane. You realize you've been going off for a while. Yeah, so so um, did you? I didn't tell you this yesterday. You know how you did a sales training with my team? Mm-hmm. Um, I, my conference room and my office share a wall. My salesman was handling objectives, objections the exact way that you taught him that morning, and we got the deal done. Boom. 
Isn't that hilarious, dude? I Absolutely. forgot to tell you that yesterday. Mm-hmm. Jeremy, so you that, can go tell him on the uh, way out. Jeremy basically literally like verbatim implemented what you told him and we got the deal. That, that, that makes me feel great. I know. Because, because again, I just mentioned it's not about me. So anyways, them. you made, you, you, you made so. an impact on Jeremy's pocketbook along with my business just by spending 10 or eight minutes or whatever it was with my salespeople. And that one little nugget transacted thousands of dollars. And you know what? That actually could be a bigger deal than that because the person that's moving on to that is, has like a team of like, like 30. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there's just a lot of reverberating effects from that. So I appreciate no, you, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I appreciate I'm, your friendship. I, I appreciate your time. You know, I, I love, you know, what's the definition of success? Helping other people win, in my opinion. That's, that's winning it. together. It's seeing other people succeed. That, yeah. That's my definition. I mean, that, and that's that's the whole that's the whole reason for this. Is, yep. You know, the, this content is all being given out for free yep. because I want to see other people succeed. Well, and I if you remember, other it, people. It initially started with you talking about training your salespeople to duplicate yourself. Mm-hmm. Remember that? That was the initial right. genesis of this. Not that you didn't want to do public stuff, right? There, but you were like considering initially just being like this is going to be private for my agents that was it it was just gonna right? be for my agents. so now absolutely. you are blessing others with that information when you could keep it proprietary i don't know how many of your competitors agents are going to be consuming your content and learning from you well i i when we're just in just in naples together i had somebody come up to me and say you know i i, I probably shouldn't be saying this to you but i'm gonna say it to you anyway he's like I've been using your content to help train my people. Dude, like I'm having them watch all of your stuff. So what I'm talking about. I'll, I'll, I'll put it on here right now because it'll be uh, you know, my my goal next. Uh, I think starting next week is I, I shot like 60 videos on on on, you know, on all the entire topic. You know which which I'm going to now probably starting this next week start releasing one every single day. Uh, you know for AEP so that someone has content. For if we can edit them that minutes. quick. Right. No, they're, they're already edited. They're, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're already okay. edited. They're done. So it, it, they're, they're, um, they're not, uh, they're not public yet. So got they're it, still, they're it. still, um, so well, you're going to miss your plane, man. I don't want to cut you off, buddy, but you okay? So I called the pilot. He said, <laughs> Just he, say it, man. He, said, he said, I got you. He said, you keep talking. <laughs> I'm like, Greg's going to miss his plane for this I, podcast. I, I feel so bad right now because we had talked about doing this for a long, oh, long it's topic. Fine, so, it's um, fine. so I'll be back next week and we'll just, we'll do it. We'll finish. You are we'll actually going to come back up. next month. I think. Uh, well, or yeah. Something. Next, uh, we've got, we, we have, got to promote book. the book. We have two books to promote. Boom. Dude, you're a machine. <laughs> like I said, this potential energy just erupted a volcano, a dormant volcano, Medicare rock stars, then just went it's so easy for you to create content when it's so in there and ready for it. Just it, to be it, it was like it was like it was it was like in a volcano and just it, it exploded. Yep. But guess what? That's in every one of us, though. Deep down inside of us, there is that rock star. There's sure. that person that wants to come out that doesn't know what to do, and that's that's the, those you know that's who I want to help out. Sure, I want to help draw that out so that they are successful because stories like you're telling me right now. Just, it makes me really, really happy. Yeah, it's it makes fun. me excited to hear it's that fun. somebody is being successful because guess what? This world is tough. It'll beat you down. It's not easy. It's really, really hard. You and I could have a great day tomorrow and both of our days tomorrow can suck. So at the end of the day, it's just about helping other people to help navigate this crazy life that we live in. And uh, I'm, I'm glad I'm making a little bit of an impact. And uh, well, you're just getting started, man. You're like I'm three just, months I'm, into this game or something like that. Yeah, Four I'm, months, maybe? No, and I'm going very, very fast right now because I'm trying to make up for lost time as well because you never know how long you have on this earth. Amen. And so at the end of the day, your, your, your goal in life should be to make other people's days, other people's lives better because they came your way. That's sure. how you create a legacy, not just monetarily. Mother Teresa... 
didn't have any money, but she created a legacy because she helped other people. So there's billionaires out there that you'll never hear of in your entire life, but everybody hear about Mother Teresa. Sure. Because she created an impact on other people. That's what sure. I'm trying to do right now. That's what you're trying to do. I am. You know, you're, you're I want to be the earthquake. What, what, what you're trying to do is you're the earthquake that releases the volcano, baby. Security agent marketing Correct. was the earthquake that caused Mount St. Helens, that is Greg Gerbikian, to just ash so, everywhere. So, 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 so ash. Let's, let's do the final boom. There we go. <laughs> boom. All right, that's it. We got to cut it now because yep. you got a plane. I got I got a plane. I got to run now. All right. So.